Hi, friends. Welcome to Less Chatter, More Matter, a podcast about why communication matters, how to make your communication hit the mark, and a few tips and tricks I've learned from starting and scaling my business. My name's Mel Loy, and I'm the founder and CEO of Hey Mel Communication and Training, a small communication agency with big energy. I'm also the co-owner of a gym, I teach group fitness, I'm a proud auntie to 11 or 12 nieces and nephews, who's counting, right? Wife to Michael and fur mum to Pip, the 15-year-old diabetic cat. In this podcast, I'm going to share everything I've learned from more than 20 years in the communication sector, what I've learned from leading teams and the trials and tribulations of starting and growing a business. My mission is to help more people communicate more effectively because when we communicate well, we build better relationships, which makes everyone happier. So sit back and enjoy the ride. I'm promised these will always be short, sweet, insightful. And if you've got any questions you'd like me to answer on the podcast, hit me up. All right, let's get into today's topic. Welcome back. And before we kick off, I just wanted to say a huge thank you to those who tuned into the first episode of the podcast and shared your feedback. It was great to get your questions and hear what you thought about it. Please keep sending it through. I love feedback. It's how I keep learning and I won't cry about it, I promise. So please send it on through. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast so far, I'd love for you to do something really simple for me. Hit the subscribe button. It costs absolutely nothing but a few taps of your fingers and that will help us share the learning even further. So in today's episode, we're sticking with a bit of a foundations theme or comms 101, and I'm going to share the three outcomes every comms plan should have. Let's start with the comms plan itself, and we will unpack this more in future episodes. But when you're creating a comms strategy and a comms plan, it's really critical to start with the end in mind. You need to know what it is you're trying to achieve before you can develop the strategy and the relevant tactics. Otherwise, it's just a bunch of tactics with no purpose and the chances of you actually achieving what you want to achieve are much more limited. Knowing what you're trying to achieve starts with getting a brief from your client, whether that's a client of your business or within the business in which you operate. So for example, I used to work in a corporate affairs team where my client was a finance team and the CEO and a few other teams. So they were my internal clients. Here's some of the questions that I like to ask of the sponsor or the key client. And before we get into that, remember that secondhand briefs never work. You want to go to the source, the person who's paying the bills, and find out from them what they see success as. If you go to, let's say, the HR person or the manager who's been thrown the work, you'll get their desired outcomes or the outcomes that they've interpreted from the brief that they've received from higher up not necessarily the business's desired outcomes. So if you are taking a brief and uh, you're in that position where there's somebody else, sort of a middleman, so to speak, definitely request that you talk to the person who is the sponsor and just say, look, ethically, I need to understand what they want to achieve for the business. So that's why I need to talk to them about their desired outcomes and then work with you to fill out the brief. So these are the questions. Are you ready? Grab a pen and paper and write these down or record these somehow. Question number one, what is the problem you're trying to solve? So again, what is the problem you're trying to solve? So this is about the project or the issue itself. 
And we want to know this because we need to then think about where comms will fit in. And if we get a sense that they think comms will be the silver bullet to their problems, then we probably need to manage some expectations. But it also gives us a really good idea of what the intended outcome is going to be. Question number two, why is this a problem for you right now? This will give you a sense of the urgency of the situation and therefore how critical the comms component is and therefore how much resource you're going to suggest they throw at this through a communication perspective. But it can also help you establish some metrics and we will talk about measurement and metrics a little later in the series. Number three, what or who are the potential roadblocks? Now, we're crossing into audience and systemic issues here. So this is where we can find out what the current sentiment is among audience groups, if there's particular leaders who might hold up our comms, for example, or if there's issues with channels like, you know, the internet is just a piece of crap or, you know, people never look at it because they're always on the road, all those sorts of things. Or there might be some process issues as well. It's also where you can ask a follow-up question like, what else is going on that is going to be a distraction? If there's a lot of change going on or there's an event or something, there's a lot of noise. So the chances of your particular piece of communication resonating is going to be hindered somewhat by all of that noise, or you're going to have to think of how you're going to cut through it. So once again, those three questions, what's the problem you're trying to solve? Why is this a problem for you right now? And what or who are the potential roadblocks? So once you've got these three big questions, you can really get into the nitty gritty like deadlines, what's happening and when, key milestones, and all of those sorts of bits and pieces. And now that you've got the brief, you can start to strategize. And in a later episode, I'm going to get into the differences between the strategy and the plan. But right now, there's three outcomes that you'll develop that will drive the comm strategy and the plan. And they are know, feel, and do. So what do you want your audience to know, feel, and do as a result of your communication strategy? So firstly, let's start with what you want your audience to know. We're usually actually pretty good at this part. It's pretty factual. It's what's happening and when. But it's also that compelling case for why. We want people to know why something is happening, the context, the benefits for a, of a change, the reasons why decisions were made. When people don't know that, you're asking them to do something in a vacuum of information, which means they won't do it. But if you're open and honest and lay out the case for why, that's really going to help drive action. Let's skip the feel for a bit and head on to the do. So again, this is a, something that we're usually pretty good at. It's about the actions you need people to take as a result of your communication. So this could be something like, hey, we need to change this process to doing this, or we're going to be changing the way we work, or we're going to be changing a product that we offer a customer. That is all change. And that is something that requires an action of people. So again, it's just being really clear on what is the do outcome that you want people to take as a result of your communication. And that helps you get uh, some really good metrics as well around these outcomes because you can test whether or not people are taking those actions and then understand more of the why or why not they're doing that. 
Finally, let's look at feel. And feel is the part that is usually forgotten. It's the outcome that we don't really think about, especially when we're not taking an audience-centered approach. And like I spoke about in the first episode, starting with who is critical to everything. When we think about feel, this is what we want people to feel as a result of the messaging they have received. So for example, let's say there's a change happening and we want people to change the way that they uh, do, a, do a process at work. Maybe let's for, say, for example, there is a new system being put in and it's a new system for collecting customer data. So when we break down our audiences, we want uh, people in the contact center to be able to do something differently and use a different system. We want our, the managers of those teams to support them, for et cetera, et cetera. If I don't feel confident about that process or if I don't feel like it's the right thing to do because I haven't been given information that tells me the compelling case for why or I haven't been given enough information to build that confidence in changing this process, I will not do it (laughs) or I will find a workaround. I'll find another way to do it. Same thing. If the leaders don't feel confident in supporting their team, then they're not going to do it. So this is really where you get into the guts of effective communication. It's how you want people to feel because that then drives the types of messages that uh, you put out, but it also drives some of the other activity. Like, is there a learning and development component to this? Is there a leadership component to this? That crosses a little bit into the change management territory, which we will get to um, later on in the series. But again, come back to the feel And it could even just be something like, hey, we've got a new strategy or, hey, we've got this amazing new communications campaign that's going out to our customers or new advertising. We want people to feel excited about that. So how can your messaging and your communication tactics help to build a sense of excitement? So once again, those three outcomes that you absolutely need to have in your plan are, know, what do you want your audience to know? Feel and do. And you should be able to get that from getting a really good brief right up front. And again, the questions you want to ask the sponsor in that briefing session are, what's the problem you're going to solve or trying to solve? Why is this a problem for you right now? And what or who are the potential roadblocks? So when you have those in place, and especially the no field do outcomes, That's when you're able to then design a strategy that will help you get to those outcomes. Remember, it's about starting with the end in mind. It helps you become much more focused on what you will do and what you won't do. So that's our episode for today. As I promised last week, always going to be short, always going to be impactful, hopefully. And if you've got any questions or comments, absolutely shoot them through. Once again, please hit the subscribe button. It would mean the world to me and I'm sure that it would help us share this learning even further. In the meantime, thanks for joining in and keep doing amazing things.